Hey everyone, thanks for joining me. Seems like we've got quite a bit of excitement going on around here, so we may get a little more background noise than usual, being that I'm outside in my shack. So anyhow, let's go ahead and get on with it. Now, remember the story about the cat. Remember the cat that was embedded onto that window screen and no one can figure out how this happened. I mean, there were paranormal investigators, there were police, and there were even some UFO research people who all weighed in on this and no one can come to a conclusion about what could have caused this. Well, recently, I was contacted by a listener who brought up what he thinks may have happened. Now, we don't want to say that this is anything um, absolute, that this is undoubtedly what happened. It is a theory. But I, and I'm going to tell you what brought this all about, what made him think about this. So I don't know how many of you are aware of something called the Philadelphia Experiment. This happened in 1943, and it has to do with time travel. So there was a naval ship called the Eldridge, and they were experimenting on this ship as far as doing time travel and attempting time travel. Now, remember, this is 1943. This happened a really long time ago. Anyways, the story goes that one moment the Eldridge was seen at its harbor, you know, where it was docked at, and then the next minute... It was somewhere else. It was still in the United States waters, you know, still like pretty much in the in the area. But the difference was like, okay, one, min, one minute it was in San Diego and the next minute it was in Long Beach and then back in San Diego again. So this is the kind of thing what happened to this particular ship. Okay, now the reason why this came to his attention as far as the cat is because it is said that during the time when the ship was in a state of time travel, sailors on the ship were screaming. They were holding their hands over their ears and they were bleeding from their ears and their noses. And most of all, some of them, when it came back, when this ship came back to its original harbor, some of the men, I don't know how many, were actually fused on to parts of the ship, maybe where they had been holding on to like a, you know, the metal stairwells and things like that, that some of these guys had actually gotten fused in to the ship.
So that is what made him start thinking, maybe that is what happened to this cat. I mean, it's, it's something to think about because no one else could explain it. No one else could come up with any type of hypothesis except for this one individual. I looked, I read a little bit of that story, the Philadelphia Experiment story, and when I read that part, it was like, you know, there is no other, even even the furthest theory, there is no other thing that anyone has brought up except for this. So, I mean, you know, when you're, when you're talking about people who investigate all the time, even within law enforcement, and they've never seen anything like this, they can't figure it out, you know, they took this screen off. It's not like they tried to figure it out with the screen on the, on the house. No, they took it off. They took it somewhere. So I'm sure that there were some scientific minds involved in this who could not figure it out. So when I I have to tell you, this is very compelling to me. I think that maybe there is something to this theory that this individual has come up with. If you are interested in reading about the Philadelphia experiment, you may come to the same conclusion. I'm not saying that that's what happened, but I am saying this is the first thing that I've heard that made me really start thinking. You know, this this could, I mean, come on, this could be a possibility. There are so many strange things that happen these days. Why would this be so strange? You know? So it's just something that I wanted to um, let you know. I have not said anything to the person that this happened to. You know, the person who was the who's the owner of this particular place where this uh, this incident happened. I haven't said anything, and I don't know if I am because I'm sure that she just wants to get on with her life. And try to put this behind her. And there's nothing more that she knows about it. You know, she's she's been questioned numerous times. And I don't see any point in bringing this up to her. But what I am going to do is, because now this has, this is like a sparked something. So I'm going to actually collaborate with this person who brought this to my attention and we are going to as best as we can we are going to try to see if you know when we're talking about percentages which I like to do a lot we're going to try to see if this is even a 50-50% chance of being something that um, you know could have happened so I just I just wanted to tell you, but I really want to encourage you 
to read about it. And you know what, guys? Don't look at Wikipedia or anything like that because you're just going to get the whitewashed version of this story. You have to go looking someplace like um, one of the things that I read about says, it says uh, the story about the creepy Philadelphia experiment. That is one that I would I would say is a pretty good one to go look at when you're doing your search. It has the word creepy in there. And that's the one that I looked at. So, you know, it's it's pretty uh, interesting. And like I said, it's the only thing anyone has said to me that even has, you know, any sort of like, well, maybe that really did happen. And because as far as time travel, I I don't know how I feel about it. I think it's I think it's um wow um see this is kind of difficult for me to say, but I'm gonna go ahead and put my tinfoil hat in, on, and I'm gonna tell you that I I believe that there is a very good chance, and I think that this is. A probability. I believe that it is something that has been done, and I believe that it probably is still being done. I'm not saying that it's an everyday thing where people are just jumping into a machine and going back or forward. I'm saying that um, I believe in some instances this type of technology has been used, and I do believe that it is available. I don't know how far they can jump back or forward or anything like that. But I I really do believe that there is technology, this technology, and it, it does exist. I mentioned the story about um, Andrew Basiago, who claimed to be a time traveler. And um, I believe, I heard someone speaking about him a few days ago who said that he is, um, I guess he's elderly now, and um, I I guess he's not in the best of health, so they're going to try to get an interview with him to um, see if he is willing to discuss anything now, because I guess there are some people who have some questions that they would like to ask him because of certain things that have taken place recently. So as soon as I find out anything about that, I will let you know. I really didn't know how old this person is because I saw him on a a television show, some kind of a paranormal show. I, I can't remember which one it was. And it may have been from maybe... 2008 or 9 and he didn't look elderly to me because when I saw him I was thinking oh that's that Andrew Basiago guy who says he's a time traveler and the thing about him is that you know when once he time traveled he stayed here and of all things he's a lawyer and when I 
when I say that to people about him, they all seem to laugh because for some reason that just seems to take away some credibility. Like, well, why would he stay here in this time zone and why in the world is he a lawyer? You know, that just says that he's crooked. Well, I don't know about all that. And maybe I'm mistaking. Maybe uh, that wasn't him. But as far as I'm going to tell you right now, I could have um, I could have bet that that was Andrew Basiago, the time traveler that I saw on that TV show. Can't even remember what he was talking about. That's how long it's go, ago it's been since I've seen that. But uh, you can look him up also. I know we spoke about John Titer, who uh, was here from like 2035 or something like that, which isn't that far into the future. He was here in the early 2000s. But um, after supposedly he got what he came for, he went back to his original time zone and has never been heard from or seen since. And I want to say that that was in uh, 2000 or 2001. So for John Titer, it's been a long time. That could have just been, you know, somebody just playing around. They all could just be playing around, but we don't know. There's no proof. I can't prove that these people are lying or these people are telling the truth. But when you see all this other um, strange and unexplained stuff happening, you have, you know, it just makes you think like, well, you know, with the stuff I've seen in my life, I would like to say that just about anything is possible. All right. But anyways, um, you might want to look at that, the Philadelphia Experiment, and um, see what you think. See if that kind of, you know, is a piece of the puzzle as far as this um, cat incident is concerned, you know, I, it's uh, pretty hard to let something like this go when there are so many people who have looked into this who can come up with absolutely nothing. So, anyways, I more I hear anything else interesting about it that seems like you know a a real possibility. I will definitely bring it up and let you know. Okay, and the other one that I want to tell you about is, this is from a listener. I got something in my throat <coughs> that's choking me. Anyways, um, she wrote me, she emailed me this story. And I'm going to tell you this as the first person, okay? I'm not going to, like, um, tell you about it. I'm going to tell you in her words what... What happened to her? Okay. Recently, I moved to my own place where I live alone. I don't drink or smoke. I don't do anything. I'm a pretty boring individual. What happened to me in my new place happened multiple nights in a row. I was going to bed when I heard noise in my kitchen, it sounded like marbles, like someone was tossing marbles. I got up, I went into the kitchen where 
Nothing was happening. I'm completely alone in this place. There was no one else here and there was nothing out of place and nothing happening. I thought maybe it came from an adjacent apartment. So I went back to my room and went to sleep. The following week, a similar thing happened again. This time, I was in the kitchen. It was in the daytime. And it happened in my bathroom. It sounded like multiple marbles were being tossed around in my bathroom. I went to go and look. And as just like the last time, there was nothing there. It happened again two days ago. I just came home from work. I was unlocking the door and it sounded like marbles were being tossed around in my entryway. Once I opened the door, the noise stopped. There was nothing there and nothing out of place. I was dusting on my day off and underneath, from underneath my love seat, a marble came rolling out. What do you think this can be? Do you have any ideas? I'm starting to get creeped out. And she has um, said that I can use her name. And she said, um, I'm starting to get creeped out. Thank you, Monica. Okay. The fact that she's in a, an apartment would maybe tell certain people that, oh, well, it's coming from here or there. It's the apartment next door. It's the apartment upstairs well the thing about where she lives because I did ask her is um, does she live upstairs or downstairs and she said that there are no upstairs apartments they're all ground level apartments they're like townhouse um, no what is that no not townhouse oh they're duplex okay they're like duplex apartments so there's no one up above her. They're all ground level. However, they do share a common wall. So she shares a common wall with one other apartment. The thing about this, though, is that she heard it in her kitchen, which is free. There's The common wall is not in her kitchen. She heard it in her bathroom. Well, the common wall is not there either, as well as in her entryway. There, all of the areas where this happened are not areas where that common wall is. Well, for one thing, I think that this is a, an attention getter. But at first, that's what it is. Now it's starting to move forward because now she's... Um, Pulled a marble out from, oh, didn't pull it out. It came rolling out from underneath her love seat. Okay, 
So it, they de- see they definitely were marbles. Um, I I really you know when we're looking at things like this, um, things like apartments, many many people have lived in them and moved out. We don't know how many. We don't know what these people do. We don't know what kind of things they perform, you know, in their places where they live, even in houses. So what may have happened is uh, at some point, someone had been involved and it can be as innocent as you think it is. You know, it could have been someone involved even in something as seemingly innocent as astrology. Because all of these things are like like, um, you know, like doorways, okay, to, because you're going to become more and more interested and you're going to get more and more into it once you start doing these things. Numerology, I mean, um, numerology is used by many people. I don't use it, but when certain things happen, I look into it to try to figure out if this is occultic or not. Because we do know that a lot of occult practitioners use numerology. They do certain things during certain numbers. You know, the time, the years, the dates, things like this. So we don't know what took place in that apartment that she lives in right now. It's starting to move, you know, forward now. First it was the attention getter. Now it's the, it's starting to manifest with that with that um, marble coming out from underneath the left seat. So what might be next? See, it's not going to just stop right there. If it does, I mean, I would be very surprised because I've, I've never heard of something just stopping on its own at this point. There has always had to been you know, there there has to be some sort of intervention. There has to be somebody that goes in there and clears this out or intervenes in some way. So the only thing that I could tell her was that, I mean, I don't like to just um, hear things like this and just run with it. Like we always talk about, you know, I still, I mean, I'm going to believe something that someone tells me happened to them, even though we know that, um, and I'm not saying this about Monica at all. I'm not saying this about Monica. I'm saying this about other people. That there are people who, for some reason, they want attention. Maybe they're lonely. Maybe they're sad. I don't know. And they will say certain things, you know, and say that they've experienced certain things. So while I believe people... I still have to hold back just a little bit. I'm I'm really reluctant to tell her like okay, well, you know what? Just keep an eye on it and wait and see um what happens next if, you know, it gets worse. I'm very reluctant because you don't know what the next thing might be. The next thing might be an attack. I mean, I really don't know because that's what happened to me. One minute, things were okay. The next minute, it was a physical attack, okay? 
and I don't wish that on anyone. So the only thing that I could say is you should really get someone in there to go and check it out to see what it might be and to um, do a clearing to clear this out because we don't know where it's going to go from here. So I was able to put her in touch with someone who is going to go there and do just that. And afterwards, she is going to, um, actually the spiritualist who's going to go in there is going to let me know, first of all, what this thing is. And then she's going to um, cleanse it. And if it's anything bigger, well, then we just have to get someone who um, does extractions. You know, we've done that before. So that um, is an experience that, you know, it can be unnerving. You're by, especially when you're by yourself, you know, for some reason, even if you don't live by yourself and you're alone in your house, it's unnerving. And it doesn't even have to be at night. I mean, it can be in the middle of the day, like what happened to me. It can be daylight. And for some reason, when it happens in the daytime, to me, it's a more blatant form because there's so much more going on in the day. Now, you've got people outside you've got cars passing by you're doing something in your house maybe you're cleaning maybe you're cooking you know maybe the radio's on the tv whatever but there's a lot more noise in the day than there is at night so when you experience something in the day it's almost more blatant because it has to be bolder just to get your attention during the day than at night i mean at night and um, if you have the, like, tile floors or, you know, your, your um, granite countertops, and it's like if someone drops a nail, you can hear it. Because at night, it tends to be quieter. So while sometimes in the night, it's more startling especially when you're asleep, because then you're vulnerable. You know, you're in bed, you've got your jammies on. You're just feeling more vulnerable. But in the daytime, I think, to me, it just seems like a... The only word I can think of is wild. It just seems like a wilder type of... Like... I'm going to call it an attack, just a wilder friggin' attack because that tells me that this thing doesn't care what time it is. If it's light outside or dark outside. And the other thing is, I think to myself, if it is this bad in the daytime, what the heck's going to happen at 2.33 a.m., you know? during the real, what people call the witching hours, but it's actually worse than witching. I mean, this is just out and out the, the occultic hours. So, you know, I, I think about those kind of things. That's just my perspective. We all have our own, but when you stop and think about it, yeah, really, you know, if you can 
hear that nail drop in the daytime when you're doing stuff and maybe, you know, there's more than one person in the house, then that says a lot to me. That's like uh, more unsettling to me. Okay, well, anyways, that's about all I've got right now, but um, I'm going to try to be back on Monday. I may be able to be back on Sunday, and um, we're going to get a little bit more into some theory. I I have a lot of listeners who are just interested. Well, they're interested in creepy, but it seems that so many people are interested in theory. I guess because with theory. There is also a lot of creepy incorporated into it at times. Like once you start reading about the Philadelphia experiment, you're going to be like, yeah, you know what? This stuff is creepy. It's a different kind of creepy, but creepy nevertheless. Okay. Um, I've got more listener submissions that I'm going to be bringing up. The reason why I don't just, you know, read them all right now all at the same time is because I have to contact some of these people when they ask me to and speak to them. And um, sometimes I have to, you know, ask them some of the particulars. They leave things out that, you know, we need to know. And I understand that because... It's sometimes, you know, you're not thinking of details. You're just thinking of the big things. And I I understand that because I've experienced that myself. So anyways, guys, um, I really appreciate you coming on and, you know, joining me. And I hope you continue to do so. And if there's anything that you want to let us know or, um, and when I say us, I mean me and like the other listeners, you know, that we'd be, we'd be interested in hearing. And, um, you know, I welcome that. And I'm so um, happy that you guys send me some of your stories and questions also. Okay. And um, I hope all you guys have a great weekend. I'm going to try to be back on Sunday. If not, I'll see you Monday. Okay. So, Thank you guys and um, everybody have a good one. Ciao.